Today's stories. House Democrats and Republicans co-publish memo on cannabis. New York runs the risk of allowing the illicit market to flourish. Ontario legal retailers losing money to illicit market. CBD companies accuse payment provider of withholding cash worth tens of thousands of pounds. Hi there, this is Neil Valio, host of the Cannabis Daily Show. Since 2017, Business of Cannabis has highlighted the companies, brands, people and trends driving the cannabis industry. A reminder for you, we're releasing all the content from the recent Business of Cannabis New York live event as additional podcast episodes. If you want to ensure you don't miss any, click follow in whichever app you're listening to this in. Now, let's get into today's stories. Our first story now, add House Democrats and Republicans have co-published a joint memo ahead of a congressional subcommittee meeting on marijuana on Tuesday, laying out key background details on the issue, according to Marijuana Moment. Three of the main issues noted include decriminalizing cannabis at the federal level would benefit multiple communities, Reforms are needed in several sectors, including criminal justice, financial services, regulatory policy, and taxation. The federal government should establish protocols to regulate cannabis as it does alcohol. The memo states, This hearing will be a bipartisan examination of the many benefits of decriminalization at the federal level, including criminal justice reform, which will largely benefit communities of color, as well as the justice system more broadly, access for veterans through the Department of Veterans Affairs, and the ability for the legal cannabis industry to access financial services. Our second story. Politico reports that lax enforcement has allowed illicit cannabis sales to flourish with little incentive to go mainstream. Despite California legalizing cannabis six years ago, illegal sellers and growers continue to thrive there, and Politico highlights the situation is not dissimilar in New York, as the state legalized adult-use cannabis more than a year ago, but is yet to issue a single dispensary license. This has resulted in the sale of cannabis everywhere, from bodegas to street corners. Owen Martinetti of the Cannabis Association of New York is calling for stronger civil enforcement. He told the publication, Everybody seems to be selling cannabis, and until there's enforcement, there's really no concern of a penalty. If there's already competition and it's not enforced, it kind of begs the question, are the regulated stores really set up for success? Our third story. The Toronto Sun reports that licensed producers in Ontario saw their share of sales revenue fall to 60.8% in April 2022 from 74.2% in July of 2019. A report from the firm Ernst & Young, commissioned by the Cannabis Council of Canada, questions the industry's viability if the government doesn't help it find solutions, suggesting the reduction and harmonization of provincial and federal excise duty rates and a program to educate the public on the risks of unregulated products. The report states, the legal industry has adopted in a number of ways to remain competitive. Producers have rationalized operations to gain efficiencies and lowered their prices to attract consumers. But that's left many struggling for profitability, with some pushed to the brink of bankruptcy. 
price compression hasn't had nearly the same effect on government revenues since most taxes on cannabis are based on volume, not price. Before we get into our final story, a quick gentle reminder, we're releasing extra content at the moment from our recent Business of Cannabis New York event, so you'll definitely want to be following this podcast so you don't miss it. Yesterday, we published the panel on Capital of Cannabis. Look out for a button marked follow or subscribe and click it so you never miss a future episode. Our final story. Half a dozen CBD companies are engaged in a dispute with a payments provider, which they've accused of withholding an estimated £65,000 worth of money, according to BusinessCan. The companies trading in the UK told the publication that Zotto is routinely sending less money into their bank accounts than their owed. A number of companies have now submitted complaints to the FCA and financial ombudsman. However, Business Can highlights that while some of the companies were found to be fully compliant, others appeared to be selling products which could not be found on the FSA's novel foods public list. Jas Notte, director of the Cannabis Trades Association and managing director of Hope CBD, told the publication that his company is now owed around £10,000. As managing director of Hope CBD, I find it highly disturbing that there are companies operating in this manner towards what is already a very delicate industry. It is within Hope CBD's interest to now instruct a legal team to take action against Zotto. Those are the stories we're watching today. You can join 12,000 others and catch all these stories and more in your inbox every day at 7am with our Cannabis Daily Newsletter. Sign up for that and find more background on the stories we've covered in this podcast at businessofcannabis.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of Cannabis Daily.